Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, and thanks for listening. As you know, ratings and reviews are very important to the show, so stop what you're doing and head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Hello, Fit Pro Podcast listeners. Today I have the great privilege of interviewing Todd Lay. Todd is the author of the Seize Your Opportunities and owner of Simple Back Office. He's an expert in helping small business owners free up their time to work on their business instead of in it. Welcome to the show, Todd. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. That was a very brief intro about who you are and what you're up to these days. Would you mind telling the audience a little bit more about yourself and what you've got going on? Sure. So I operate uh, Simple Back Office. We're a paperless outsourced bookkeeping company. And uh, I spend a majority of my time on a regular basis working with small business owners and sorting out ways to look at simplifying, um, whether it is through workflow processes, automation, and helping them keep more of the money that they make um, through good accounting and good numbers in their business. Yeah, that's. I'm super excited about this interview. You know, like I said, we've delivered a lot of podcasts regarding marketing and sales uh, tips, but nothing concerning bookkeeping or how to run an effective business. So I'm really looking forward to this interview and the valuable information you're going to provide to us. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Now, before we dive into the actual interview, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions I think are key to people helping grow their business. And uh, one of those questions is, what is your favorite quote? Yeah, so I recently come across um, a gentleman by the name of uh, Grant Cardone out of uh, Florida, a uh, great guy, a uh, lot, of, lot of success in both real estate and also in sales. And I love a quote that he, he had said a while back, which was he said something in fact of like, keep hustling to where you no longer have to introduce yourself. Oh, I like that I just one. love that. So you, people know who you are before you even show up because so, you've hustled so much. That's, that's exactly it. That's awesome. And uh, question number two is what is your number one key to business success? Well, over the last several years, what I've looked at is is it comes down to what Marcus Lemonis had once said. He's also the, the CEO of Camping World and also um, a TV program uh, that had come out a couple of years back called The Profit. And one of the things that he had said was, know your numbers, know your business. And I just think that that's so huge because a lot of the business owners that I come in contact with they're brilliant at sales. They're brilliant at bringing in the deals and so forth. But what happens is, is that they don't really know what their, their profitability is. So say, for instance, close a $10,000 sale, but what they later didn't realize was they're not going to make a dime on that because of the cost to go ahead and service that sale exceeds what they actually close the deal for. And so it's about knowing um, uh, knowing what your profit margins are 
And knowing what volume is, um, knowing what your labor is, knowing what taxes are, and, and probably one of the most uh, important pieces that I see, which is um, really overlooked in a big way, is making sure that you as the business owner is actually getting paid what is to be considered a market-based wage. Right. Yeah, I think um, I actually have watched that show quite a bit. I used to have that on my DVR and it was actually very quite, <laughs> quite interesting that show, you know, he'd go in and you try to help these businesses out or t- um, purchase them. And the business owners had no clue in regards to what their bookkeeping was or how to run a you know successful, profitable business. And yet they f- would fight him all along the way, somebody that was hugely successful. So it's very interesting. Yeah, he talks about, I believe it's the three P's, people, product, and process. And um, and it's really the three legs of the stool that a, a business with, you know, that is crippled with just one of those, um, not including one of those, uh, the business is, is going to kind of spin in circles. Right. I know for personal trainers, uh, you know, it's very important that they know their numbers as well. And for a lot of personal trainers, the, you know, bookkeeping and back office stuff is the last thing they want to do. They want to service their clientele um, as far as building, Uh as far as building, you know, effective programs that are going to help their clients lose weight. But in order to run a successful business, you have to have the proper back office in place as well. Right. So a couple couple key things uh, with that is, you know, there's so many great tools out there with um, with mobile apps and technology and things like that, especially for the mobile fitness trainer um, and the use of, uh, you know, whether it be a smartphone or whatever the case is. But I just think that there's uh, a few key pieces that you can just really make it easy to communicate with your bookkeeper. And um, a couple of things that I would suggest right out of the gate is, is to go ahead and identify getting a bookkeeper in place before you need one. Um, that's one of the issues that I continue to see, especially right now. Like, say, for instance, uh, September 15th is right around the quarter here, and corporate tax extensions uh, for those people that have incorporated um, along the way, um, if they were not prepared to go ahead and file their taxes just this last March, they would have filed an extension um, for a little bit more time to be able to do so. Well, those are due now um, by September 15th. And then if they don't, then there's all sorts of penalties and interest and things like that that, that come about. But um, the reason I bring this up is that right now we have several clients that we've been working with for anywhere from six to eight to even 12 months or so that just went for it as far as a business, which I applaud them in doing so, but had absolutely no system in place at all on tracking revenue, uh, financial reports or anything of that. And so then what happens is now the business is up and running and it's anywhere from 150 to 500 to even uh, about a year ago, we had um, uh, a bail bonds company come to us that had like $983,000 of revenue that came in in a period of 12 months, and he had no bookkeeping at all in place. And so his CPA was just so frustrated with him with this scenario year after year that he says, look, I can't put together a tax return for you. Um, unless you've got a set of books for me to go ahead and work with, which would come down to a profit loss and a balance sheet um, with that. So 
So one of the things that we end up looking at is, is we've had to go ahead and build all of that uh, out for them. And it took, it took some time to be able to do it. So that's why I want to stress is that if you're a brand new business owner, just getting something basics in place, uh, you could use something like zero, X-E-R-O dot com, uh, which is a fantastic web-based uh, accounting platform. Really simple too. Not a lot of accounting jargon um, in there. It's, it even breaks it down to things like people who owe me money, and that's literally the title of it, or people you owe money to. <laughs> so there is none of this accounts payable and receivable um, vocabulary in there. It's, it's literally just straight simple um, of what it is uh, in that. So I would, I would just recommend that you get something in place, and then it doesn't have to cost a lot of money uh, and early on to be able to get something, but you really want to be able to just have – some basic reports, making sure that your your bank accounts are getting reconciled every month. One thing in the fitness industry that I've kind of um, that I wanted to point out is is say for instance, if you're processing payments through credit card and you're not taking a look at your merchant account every month, there's a very strong risk that you could actually have what's referred to as a chargeback. Now, chargeback is where somebody that their card was processed and they don't remember the, the name of the merchant or the cases that process it. So they contact them and say, this is uh, this is fraud or an invalid claim or the cases. And, um, and then all of a sudden you will have that debited back out of your account. And I've seen it time and time again that a lot of people, if you've got a lot of transactions or a lot of revenue coming through, you just don't see that stuff. And, um, you could you could be looking at sometimes hundreds, if not a couple of thousand dollars uh, throughout the year that could go unaccounted for missing um, because of just not reviewing a merchant account. Right. I like how you said that you should look to hire a bookkeeper before you think you need one. Um, that's something that people or businesses would always think would come later when you actually really do need one. But you should really look to find one before you actually need one because generally by the time you actually need one, it's probably you dug yourself a pretty deep hole. Well, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Um, you know, with the case in point with the bail bonds company to, uh, we've got a health and wellness uh, company out in uh, the San Francisco area, same thing uh, that had taken place. They've got multiple locations and um, they're brilliant at everything they have going on, but now they've got multiple locations and money's getting transferred back and forth. Um, a lot of what I'm, I see too is the commingling of both personal and business funds all the time. And, and, and the challenge with that is it never really gives you a true feel of what the profitability is or all the expenses that are actually occurring in the business when you're always mixing things. Now, what do you think that is the biggest holdup um, personal trainers or and or business owners have in hiring a bookkeeper? I, I think a lot of it has to do with what you just don't know. Uh, you don't know what to look for. It's kind of this, I'm good at sales or I'm good at my craft or, or skill or whatever the case is, and, and now I'm being told um, business or conferences or whatever the case is now that I need to go out and hire some, this, this contracted individual 
And there's sometimes fears that come along with that, that it is things like, well, it's accounting. I'm not really good with numbers. Um, I'm kind of not really comfortable with that. They're, you know, they're going to go ahead and, and, uh, speak in this foreign language with me and, or it's just going to cost a lot of money. And I think that the biggest thing you want to get clear on first is your expectation of what you're looking for and what you want them to do. Just on a very basic level of just, I just want to know total money that's come in through my, through my, uh, through my business. And I want to need, I want to know total expenses. That's it for right now. And then you can get it, you can get a little bit more uh, detail oriented later where you can go ahead and start to break things up. Um, and this is where it'd be a little bit more involved for the bookkeeper, uh, that is. But you could look at having it broke up, say, for instance, by market, different marketing expenses um, or different classes of type of revenue that are coming in. Maybe you've got some products, maybe some vitamins or supplements. You want to be able to go ahead and track revenue that's coming in for those. And what is your cost? So see, for instance, if a case of supplements is going to cost you $100 and maybe you sell it for $250, uh, you want to be able to track that, um, your purchases um, for those cost of supplements and then what you turned around and sold them for. You want to be able to track that kind of stuff. Um, you, some of the, the folks that, that are probably listening to this call may or may not have um, more than just a couple or two or three employees. The other thing you want to keep an eye on is as far as your, your labor, I'd say, for instance, maybe, maybe you want to go ahead and have somebody hourly instead of fixed a full time. And you want to be able to look at how is that as a percentage kind of tying in with your, your overall financial picture. Um, and so there's reports that you can do that. You can have your bookkeeper just generate a simple report to show you that along with percentages. I think that's really valuable too. Now, I know there are some you know, pretty important reports that personal tra- trainers and or business owners should know on a regular basis in regards to uh, what their numbers are. I know for my own personal business, um, some of the reports I look at on a monthly basis are you know, what my active client um, count is that's going to give me an idea of how much my monthly revenue should be, um, what my clients do mm-hmm. percentages at the end of the month, what I sh- I'm projecting to receive before the end of the month, and then at the end of the month, what my profit and loss is. Um, those are some of the key reports that I look at. Now, what um, reports do you recommend personal trainers and or business owners look at on a regular basis and have a, a good understanding of? Okay. Well, I think that if, you're, if your business is uh, anywhere from like 150 to, to maybe 400000 in revenue, one of the things that I would recommend that, that uh, a fitness owner do is to be looking at that profit and loss either weekly or even um, uh, every two weeks, uh, that is. And one of the things that you can do, whether in QuickBooks or the accounting software or even just have your bookkeeper or accountant request this from them, they can email it to you in a PDF. But to have them contrast, uh, that is, uh, the prior period so say, for instance, if it was the 1st through the 15th, have that period uh, contrasted with the current uh, time frame that you're looking at, and then have it separated by percentage, and then also dollar amount. Uh, you can look at things like that based on either quarterly, 
Or you could also look at things um, like that even, say, for instance, uh, every every six months. And then that way it'll give you kind of an indication of how the business is actually trending. Um, it'll point out such things as seasonal highs. Maybe you've got um, you're really strong coming in the fourth quarter, October, November, December. And you want to you want to go ahead and look at how is that revenue trend or total sales that have come in for the, for quarter four versus quarter three. So that's what I like to look at on a profit and loss. And I can examine my expenses. Maybe, for instance, I signed up to uh, some uh, subscriptions or things like that that maybe I'm really not using and it's just kind of dragging down my profitability for something. Maybe it's some apps or something I've signed up for. You can go ahead and review those and look at uh, cutting expenses when you need to. So that's on that profit and loss. The other thing that I would look at is sales by client. Um, so it's a good thing, like what you had mentioned, uh, Andy, is to go ahead and look at sales um, or actually total customer count, which is great. Matter of fact, we have a client out in Hayward. One of the things that we're doing for them is they've got a few hundred clients in their business, and um, they work with uh, urgent care facilities, uh, chiropractors, and uh, dentists and things like that. But one of the things that we're doing for them is we're tracking uh, a spreadsheet we provide to them every month on new clients in uh, and revenue that they represent, uh, bill rates, and then also clients that have discontinued, and then also the, the as far as the total bill rates of that. And so that way, the CEO can get an idea of kind of how the business is trending. Do we have more coming in than we do leaving, and vice versa? Mm-hmm. The reason that you want to go ahead and track your revenue by customer is because if you apply the 80-20 rule to that, is that if you have 20% of your clients that are bringing in 80% of your revenue, I've come I've come to the, the understanding that clients that fit that 20% mold typically associate with other people like themselves. And so it's a really strong opportunity to be able to look for referrals from those people. So maybe if you've got some marketing campaigns or incentives or referral uh, re- referral incentives that you can offer, you can go ahead and carve those out with those financial reports and identify your top 20% of those clients that you have um, to go ahead and go- look to garner more from like like the ones that you're seeking. Like so that's. Does that kind of help out a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I like that last point that you made. It's a way for you to identify specific clients that you want to go after uh, more clients just like them that are going to help increase your bottom line. Right. So, so for a lot of this, it's not just a blanket statement to say we want more clients because I'm also a believer, too, that you can have too many clients. So what you really want to look at doing is is pairing it down to the right client with the right margin that you're wanting to serve. And so that way it's it's a good match. And so that's that's one way to do it. Um, A couple other reports that I would go ahead and look at is say, for instance, if you are a trainer and you've got a couple of different locations, maybe you train at parks, let's say, and you've got... um, two different park locations that you've got groups that you meet with, you could go ahead and drill those down in your accounting software using what's called class codes. And you could go ahead and code all the revenue that comes in with group A versus all revenue that comes in with group B. 
And so now you could go ahead and run a side-by-side to look at profitability, also looking at things like your marketing efforts. How much effort am I spending in, in whether it be marketing and advertisement or just networking to generate and grow group A versus what's involved to go ahead and group, uh, grow group B. And you can look at that through just sheer numbers and maybe realize that maybe you don't have to work so hard because group B is really where you want to be spending your time. Right. Now, say, um, you know, I'm a personal trainer, my business is growing, I'm starting to get a little overwhelmed with all the responsibility. What is the best area or direction that a personal trainer that's starting to get overwhelmed can turn in regards to their bookkeeping and staying on top of things? Well, uh, there's a there's a couple different locations and resources that I would recommend. Um, one is is that I put together an objective view that somebody could just get a, kind of a balanced idea of what to look for. Um, and I've talked about some of these key points of getting a job description, putting into place, and and how to maybe assess for skill set. Just because somebody, um, I remember seeing an ad on QuickBooks uh, on television late at night. It said something to the effect that. If you can write a check, you could be a bookkeeper. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a scary thought because a lot of times people will take these weekend-type courses to get certified to be a bookkeeper, and they just really don't have the kind of understanding that they need to to be be able to serve in a value role um, for a business owner. So... You can actually go to, I put together a free, a free business uh, awareness guide. You can go to bookkeeperhireguide.com. Again, that's bookkeeper. Bookkeeper is B-O-O-K-K-E-E-P-E-R, hireguide.com. Uh, it's a great resource. It's about a 10-page um, uh, report that I put together on that. Um, gives you everything from skill assessment, how to create a job description, what to look for, where to post ads, all that kind of stuff. Um, I actually give you my full full recipe on what uh, what to look for. And then another piece is you could go to save5hours.com. That's the number five, save5hours.com. And I put together, I've got a short two-minute uh, video uh, kind of walking through a little bit of kind of our process and how we support our clients and things like that. That's great. Yeah, I'll definitely include those uh, links in the show notes um, so that people can go check those resources out. Now, say, you know, a lot of personal trainers are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to obviously, you know, they know the importance of bookkeeping and pro- keeping proper books, but just to be honest, majority of them aren't going to take the steps necessary to make those changes right away. What on a bare minimum as far as numbers, do they need to know on a monthly basis? Well, I think the the biggest piece is you you got to know what uh, you got to know what your your break even point is. You got to know um, I'm in this I'm in this business venture. What do I need to be able to support myself? Uh, that is without being at a full time job somewhere. So, what kind of revenue do I need to have? Uh, to be able to do that. So I think without even from a bookkeeping perspective is just getting clear with that and then break that down into what kind of clients do I need to have and then 
and then looking at what is my profitability need to be be at at that point. So it's this kind of a sales and marketing question along with that. So if somebody's just starting out, but bare minimum, I would recommend somebody just getting a a basic or a free account with zero.com. Super simple. You could connect it and integrate it to uh, your checking account like a Wells Fargo or a Chase.com or US Bank uh, integrates in. Um, the second piece I would recommend for all of your expenses, if you've got just a basic, even if it's a personal credit card, just dedicate that credit card. Even if it's a personal card, the only expenses that go onto that card is for your business. And that's it. And then that way, you could have that plug-in from zero, pulls in your credit card information uh, directly into zero, and then the same thing with your bank. And so that would just kind of give you a real basic idea um, of how things are going uh, without getting too fancy. And they've got a really neat um, smartphone app. You can go ahead and pull it in. And a lot of times, if you've just a, a bridge toll or a cash purchase uh, transaction or the cases, you can just take a quick picture of it with your phone. And then Zero says, well, what was it for? And then you can just go ahead and say, well, it was meals or it was advertisement or it was um, I just ran a transaction and it was, um, uh, say, for instance, it was for a new new training client. And... One of the things that you can do if you don't already have a merchant account is you can get an account through Stripe.com. And it takes literally just minutes to get set up and approved. And you could have all those credit card transactions that you're processing go directly uh, uh, and post to your uh, your zero account. And you also mentioned um, the importance of not mixing personal your personal account with your business account. Um, I know mm-hmm. um, a lot of personal trainers do do that. And um, what do you mm-hmm. recommend? Do you recommend that they pay, pay themselves a, a monthly check out of the business account? Well, it's it's kind of a, a balancing act in the early goings to make sure that you're paying yourself enough and so forth. But the easiest way to just get in the habit of of setting that aside and not using your business as an ATM or a piggy bank um, a lot of times that I see. So what I would recommend is think about it. If you were just to go ahead and get a job somewhere else and you get paid on the 5th and the 20th or the 1st and the 15th, whatever the case is, maybe what you could do is just even on Fridays, just go ahead and take out whatever the amount is that you're comfortable with and let it be a fixed amount. So I say in the early goings, let's just say it's $500 a week uh, as an example. This is extremely just an example. But you can just say every Friday you do a transfer from that business account over to your personal account. Or even better yet is I would recommend writing a check. The last thing you want to do is to get caught up in this transfer type mentality because it makes it too easy to move money back and forth. So that's why I do... I take back what I just said. I would recommend you write a check out of your business account for 500 and then go ahead and deposit it at a different bank, even a different bank. So maybe your business account is at Wells Fargo and you bank with Chase. That'd be a great way to set those disciplines early. And then if you start finding that you know, business is doing well and you need, well, 
you need more than $500 or a couple thousand dollars a month to live on like most of us do, um, then what you could look at doing is adjusting that um, to where it's maybe six or seven or maybe even $1,500 a week if wherever, the, wherever your business is at. And then at the end of the month, if you're short a little bit and you need a little bit of extra cash, then you make that, that one check at the very end of the month, maybe for that extra thousand or extra $3,000 for the cases. But that way you're getting, you're setting yourself up for a regular discipline that that's what this business is to do. It's I'm getting paid for what I do in this business and I need to make sure that I'm compensated for that. And that's a sure way of doing it on a, on a regimented basis. Yeah, I like that. I like um, how you were setting an example early on and you're getting yourself used to that process of writing yourself a check, you know, every week, whether that's every week or biweekly. Right. Well, and, and eventually what's going to come to a point, you'll want to go ahead and reference this with your CPA or tax preparer or accountant, whatever the case is, but um, because at some point, what you want to make sure is, is that your business, think about if you were to hire somebody to do what you do, okay? So if you were to go ahead and, let's say, 60000 a year or twelve fifty a week, uh, that is, and you're looking at your financials, you would want to go ahead and say, well, my business is making 12% net profit, and that's after it pays me. So that's huge. And you want to be able to budget in that 60 grand because a lot of times, and this is speaking more for somebody who's got a little bit bigger business naturally, but a lot of times what I'll see is I, I had a cabinet shop out in the um, uh, downtown Sacramento area. And one of the things that they were doing is he wanted to go ahead and hire a new employee, but he was paying himself a real modest wage. I mean, something that you could, you couldn't even hire somebody off the street for. And so he was maybe paying himself $2,500 a month um, to run his company. That's what his salary was. And he was only at 7% net profit. That is after expenses, after payroll, everything, including his 2,500 bucks. He wanted to go ahead and hire on another person. And my concern was, is that you're really one to two hiccups away, cash flow hiccups, that if you chose to go ahead and bring on the next person, um, your business could go under because of those poor decisions and not running the business by the numbers. And so what I had, uh, what I'd recommended to him is to go ahead and beef up his salary to what would be more realistic and then to go ahead and grow the business to where it's at a 12%, ideally, 12% or even 15% net profit, and then make that hiring decision and look at what that does to your profitability because now what happens if you hire that new person and it takes 90 days to ramp up what are the cases, right? Mm -hmm. But if you hire that person, maybe it brings you down to 8% profit with their new salary, Right? But now you know that the business isn't going to be isn't going to be circling the drain or is going to be going into some sort of awkward situation um, because you maybe might be going into a slow season. So that's the kind of stuff that I like to look for when I'm looking at the numbers, and it's just setting those disciplines up early, just 
even if you don't know how it all works, just get comfortable asking questions with your bookkeeper or your CPA. And just, what does this mean? What do you suggest that I should be looking to grow towards? I need 50,000. I need 100,000 to maintain my lifestyle. What kind of numbers do you think that I should have to go ahead and make all this work? And that's the kind of stuff that I would give feedback to. Right. Yeah, no, I like um, that point that you said that a lot of business owners make that mistake, excuse me, of hiring, you know, when they're not ready to. And what would you say are like the one or two biggest mistakes that small business owners make in regards to their bookkeeping? I would would definitely say not keeping an eye on expenses. There's a lot of times that they'll end up hiring, either hiring that individual or attaching a certain expense early on. And it's just been there forever. And they have an emotional attachment to that expense or that, that, individual that's on payroll and then what happens is it just becomes something that slows the business down and because it's it's a it's not a necessary expense i and i'm a firm believer in every month every quarter going through and actually reviewing your expenses does this generate revenue yes or no that's the question And, and one of the things we've done with clients too is We'll print, print out their profit and loss and I'll hand them a red sharp detail tip marker. And I'll say, draw a line from this expense and show me where it generates revenue. And if they can't connect the lines, we cut it. Wow. I, I like that. Pretty simple. Um, and there's some things, you know, just... Uh, it, it, there's just certain things in business that maybe may not generate revenue. Uh, that is, and that's that's understandable to some degree. You need some support staff, whatever the case is. Uh, but just be aware of where can I, for every expense, I want to be able to, as easily as possible, be able to connect that to another another piece of the business that does generate revenue. Great. Yeah. Now, do you have any other golden nuggets or pieces of advice for personal trainers or fitness business owners in regards to? Um, bookkeeping and or running a a successful business? The, the final thoughts that I would have is just stay consistent with it, Uh, whether it looks good or whether business doesn't look good. You just need to know exactly where you are at all times. It's, um, you you can't live in a fairy tale world. And, um, a lot of times what I've seen too is somebody will go ahead and get a big check to that big client that comes in and they won't look at the they won't look at the reports, and they'll make the decision of how to drive their business based on their bank balance, and not on a profit and loss or not on a balance sheet. They'll just look at it from sales, and they'll look at it from a bank balance, and that's really a um, a bad thing to do in that sense. Because I've seen people go out and get get settled up with a uh, leasing new office uh, space for the next four years because they had a great bank balance that month. I've seen people go out and sign a lease on a, on a brand new Dodge pickup, $65,000 Dodge pickup for $800 a month. And all of a sudden, 90 days down the road, they didn't realize they've got payroll tax due. Uh, they've got, they've got some other investments that they're making that they're, that they just didn't think about, uh, because they made a decision just strictly off of sales. Right. Yeah, no, that completely um, makes sense a lot. You know, that's the importance of knowing your numbers and um, where where 
to utilize that income that you have best? There's a great book that uh, is written from a CPA. However, I really got a lot of value from it as well. Uh, I actually had a client uh, refer, refer this book to me last summer. And the title of the book is Simple Numbers, Straight Talk, and Big Profits. The four, uh, and he talks about the four keys to unlock your business potential by Greg, uh, Greg Crabtree. And um, he, I've kind of highlighted some of the pieces throughout our, our uh, conversation here uh, this morning, but it's, um, it's written very easy to understand uh, concepts for a, for a business owner, and I, I just think it's fabulous. It's, it's a great book. Great. I'll definitely include that in the show notes. Now, along those, uh, that line, my next question for you is, what are you currently reading or have you just finished reading? Yeah, I like that. I saw that in your uh, uh, in your notes earlier when um, I just prior to the call. And one of the books that I've been uh, I just picked up is by Ryan Lebesque, and the book is titled "Ask." And one of the, and it has a lot to do with getting really clear with the avatar of your your customer in your marketplace. And he talks about um, there's there's basically there's five pieces. Um, to his formula, and it's pretty comprehensive when you get to the tail part of it, but I'll just give you just kind of a quick 20-second blurb on it. He talks about doing a deep dive where asking your, your clients or customers, what are the biggest frustrations that you're dealing with right now? Being able to lead them into kind of a piece of self-discovery where they can go ahead and learn to respond to either a survey or questionnaire or something really simple that you could send over to them and they can kind of highlight what it is that is tying them up the most. And through that self-selection, it actually puts them into various segments or buckets, if you would, that you could later um, prescribe uh, a solution for uh, whatever it is that they're, they're struggling with at that time. And it just gives you, uh, he, he's got a very just color by numbers approach on how to do it. And uh, I've enjoyed the book so far. I'm about halfway through it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I actually um, picked that book up after I heard Ryan on a podcast interview, and I'd actually really like to have him on my show. Uh, I haven't had the chance. Oh, okay, great. I actually haven't had the chance to dig into that book myself. Um, I am, you know, a huge supporter of reading regularly and um, educating yourself. So that's why I like to get the insight of what my um, the people I'm interviewing are currently reading and or what they recommend. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And the next question is, what is your favorite self-help and or business book that you've read of all time? You know, I, I just mentioned it, and that was the uh, the one, Simple Numbers, Straight Talk, and Big Profits. I've gotten a tremendous, uh, tremendous information uh, and value from that book so far. Awesome. I will include the links to those books in the um, show notes for this. Um, also, I wanted to give you an opportunity to let the audience know how they can reconnect with you or find out more about you and what you have to offer. Sure. So the easiest way for uh, to go ahead and get in contact with me is you can go to save5hours.com. That's save and then the number 5hours.com. Um, our company website is doneforyoubook.com. And that's, um, and it's actually all spelled out. So done for you, bookkeeping.com is, um, as how you can go ahead and reach our main 
the way. And then as far as uh, my email address, it's Todd at simplebackoffice.com. Great. And I will, again, include all those links in the show notes. Um, I want to thank you for your time, Todd, and all the valuable content you provide the audience. I, I believe that they're going to get a lot of value and um, insight in regards to proper bookkeeping through this interview. Excellent. Excellent. And, and thanks again for having me a part of this. This, is, this has been great. Looking forward to connect with uh, everyone that's been a part of it. All right. Thanks, Todd. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. Please head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series. Thank you.